Welcome to Pop Culture Roulette for all your pop culture needs. We're America's Podcast. Okay, welcome everybody. Uh, it is a, a special July 4th edition of Pop Culture Roulette. Um, I don't actually know when we're going to record it, but today is actually, uh, not record it, we're recording it now, release it. But uh, I figured what better way to celebrate the 4th of July than interview uh, a British gentleman. Uh, welcome to the podcast, uh, David Drang, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Bullpen podcast. Uh, he was so kind enough to have me on a few months ago, so uh, he's uh, he's here to join us and uh, enlighten us on a few things that I've uh, asked him about. But uh, we'll just have a little normal uh, pop culture related conversation. So welcome, everybody. How's it going, David? Yeah, uh, how's it going? I appreciate the invite. Thanks for uh, and also thanks for lying to everyone by saying I'm a gentleman. I think that's <laughs> that's not it's not something I've ever been called in my life, but I do appreciate the. Uh, the acting. It was good. He almost convinced me, actually. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I assume that, uh, you know, because you, you are from England, um, that the gentleman is just the, uh, the title that we're supposed to give you. <laughs> um, so when, when you, when you guys hear that we're celebrating July 4th, is there still something like, are you, uh, is it still stuck in the crawl? Like you guys are like, Oh, you got away. Or, 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 <laughs> have, have you got, have you guys gotten over it yet? Or, Oh, those pesky Americans think they're better without us. <laughs> no, it's um I mean me personally, I'm I'm quite fond of America and fond of Americans just, just from my time there. So whenever I see it each year, I'm I'm like I always have like a quiet little celebration, like a, a proper British celebration. There's there's no no theatrics, there's no fireworks, but I just have a, a good I hope those guys are having fun over there. Well, I will, I will point out that I have managed to make it yet another year. So 44 years now of not blowing a finger off. So <laughs> congratulations. You know, I, I, uh, my brother-in-law every year have our big, our big, we spend way more money than we should launch a lot of fireworks and, and we have yet to really hurt ourselves. Um, so, so what does it mean? I mean, sorry if this is a loaded question, but what does it mean to celebrate independence day as an american in terms of how patriotic does it make you feel sort of in the current climate of things current climate notwithstanding i mean i still feel like we i live in a pretty good country i mean i feel like you know despite what people are currently going around screaming and yelling about um you know we have a level of freedom here that allows us to go around and scream and yell about stupid things that you don't get in a lot of other countries. I, um, I've not spent a lot of time out of the country myself. Um, I've been to Germany, uh, for a couple weeks, uh, like mm -hmm. 20, Oh, hell 30 years ago. Uh, wow. Cause it was, it would have <laughs> been, I, I was, I was about to say 20 years ago, but I just realized it's 2022 and I went 92. So yeah, 30 years ago. 
92 um, wow that's <laughs> yeah um and then i was i've been to peru twice um and and i you know i didn't i didn't leave really lima so like it's hard to really say what peru is like because mm. i was living in the biggest you know not living i was there for two weeks uh, you know uh in the biggest city so and also the richest city because when we did je- uh, go out beyond the city limits like mm. it's almost a third world country i mean it's, it's yeah brand, you know it's it's crazy so to think like when people talk about the things that they talk about and you realize like you still have running water and electricity in your house and access to the internet like my mom yep. is getting my mom is getting ready to go to liberia for a missions trip and and she's talking like we were talking yesterday she was saying like they don't have wi-fi like just in gen <laughs> like in general like the country just doesn't have it like wow so like you know <laughs> it it is it is what it is i mean you know there are definitely parts about the country i would change but i'm sure everybody has that but you know i think yep. that's also what makes this country great is that you know we do have the ability to have a difference of opinion and not end up in prison. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, July 4th, really, uh, I I know that's what the holiday is for, but I don't, I would say that overall, most people probably don't think about like the patriotic side or the independent side of it. It is just about getting together and firing up the grill, firing up some fireworks, hanging out, uh, no, it's in July, so it tends to be hot. Uh, in the rest of the country, it probably is. Actually, like Saturday night, we were at Dave Matthews Band, uh, mm-hmm. and it actually was a little chilly, like which was surprising for like the second of July. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's it's also Wisconsin, where they say the only two months it's never snowed is July and August. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean it's it's more about just I mean they Fourth of July has really just become more about family and just having a day or so off and, and just kind of relaxing. Yeah, just kicking back, celebrating. Yeah. So you know what I, I never I realized I never uh, I didn't ask you last time we talked and, or any time that we've we've tweeted at each other. What part mm-hmm. of England do you actually live in? Um the town I live in is called Mansfield. Okay. Which I know you've got a, a, a war at Mansfield in Ohio, I think. Oh, probably. And actually, this leads me to an interesting fact that well, I say interesting. <laughs> the I don't know if it's true now. Actually, I hope it's true. The movie Shawshank Redemption, the prison that that's filmed in, is in Mansfield, Ohio. That could be. I mean, I know it's not set in Mansfield, Ohio, but I wouldn't surprise me that the prison is, is, is there. Ah, uh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's and my Mansfield is in a county called Nottingham. Oh, I know, I know that's that a word. bit more famous. Yeah, um, and geographically, it is more or less the centre of England. Okay, like the most like, and it's good because in terms of like freak weather, we get nothing. That we get no no freak tornadoes, no floods, no earthquakes is just a nice safe cozy place to live it's not the the nicest it's not the most prettiest but okay it's 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 okay so 
if I were if I was at your house and I got in a car, how long would it take me to get to the the ocean? <laughs> um well let me think. Three? No, that's that's maybe two. Two okay. push. Yeah. All right. Two hours. I, I just because like for me, like having grown up in this country, like when I say I was born in Arizona, I lived in Texas, I lived in Memphis, I lived in Atlanta, I now live in Wisconsin. Yeah. Like it it it's you know, like I realized that like one like England is not that big. No, no. No. So like <laughs> recently, I mean, and it was in a recent episode, but um my wife and I took a vacation to go see my parents out in DC and see the ocean. And that was a from where I am, that's like a 13 hour drive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, and that's just to go to the Atlantic. If I wanted the Pacific, we're talking even further because I'm not well, quite in the middle of the country. So, in comparison, you could drive from my house for 13 hours and probably get to Spain. Okay. <laughs> that's the, that's the difference. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, granted, I could be in Canada in like mm, four hours. That's, but... that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I mean, surely if I headed up for because Green Bay is about a three-hour drive. See, and that's the other thing, all right? I'm in Milwaukee, in the Milwaukee area. Green yep. Bay is towards not even the top of the state, and it's about a three-hour drive from here to Milwaukee uh, to Green Bay. So, I mean, that kind of gives you an idea of how big Wisconsin is, you know, yeah. comparatively speaking. So, and I mean, I guess just being a dumb American, uh, I just assume everybody lives in London. I forget that there's like, you know, this entire other part of the country, you know. And what's interesting is that, I mean, you could tell me I'm wrong. You probably have an ear for this, but the accents, I mean, there's obvious ones like the Californian accent is wildly different to like a Southern state accent and a New York accent. Yes. But like you, you could go from London to Birmingham, which is like an hour's drive. And the accent is wildly different. It is insane. Right. And and I'm guessing that's because um, I'm, and I assume that, uh, I mean, there are probably accents here and we can almost differentiate between like certain Northern accents or certain Southern accents. Yeah. Where like, you know, like there's obviously some different English accents because when you hear like, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember which Beatle it is, uh, John Lennon. When you heard him talk, like that was very different than when you hear like Benedict Cumberbatch talk. Like so yeah, clearly exactly. there's clearly there's difference. But I I mean I'm sure I have an accent. I'm sure I sound like I have an accent, but um in this country I tend to think I don't have one, but that's because I have lived in nine states. Hey, well, I, yeah, I suppose. So you've been everywhere. <laughs> And, yeah, I mean, literally everywhere <laughs> geographically, like you fill so, them up. <laughs> so most of most of my most of my time was spent growing up down south. But uh, so when I come up here, like people tend to think I have a southern accent. But when I go down there, they you know, I either don't have one or they think I have you know more of a northern accent. So. Ah, I see. But I, I can also tell like when I've been talking to certain friends. Or when it's later at night, the southern accent kind of comes out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> or just certain certain words, you know, they, they it, it can happen, you know. Do you have this thing in America where 
So let's say someone goes to college, like the big college. Okay. Like they go, they've gone away for a couple of years. And then when they come back, they have this like fake college accent. Yes. Uh, but then yeah, after that... a couple of drinks, they, it's, it slowly slips back into like. Well, I, I, I had a friend uh, who I went, well, she didn't go to the same high school, but we went to high school in the same town. So we mm. went to church together. Um, and then she was dating a good friend of mine. And then the three of us ended up moving to Florida independently of one another. Like none of us really talked about it. We just all ended up in the same part of Florida. Um, and yeah, I could, whenever we hung out with her, I could always tell when she had been talking to her mother Uh. because like, you know, you'd be hanging out with her one day and it would be fine. No accent. Then she'd show up the next day and it'd be a super thick Southern accent. Like you're talking to your mom last night, weren't you? (laughs) Because, uh, you know, the accent just came right back. Um, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's also, like, that also happens with, say, I don't know, Madonna. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the biggest example, surely. Like, you know, where, where, where is she from? This is no way of telling. Uh, well, I mean, I, I know she got big in New York. I know she's not English, but sure as, sure as hell, she doesn't talk with an English accent sometimes. Because she went and moved to England for a while. Yeah, she she married um, Guy Ritchie, yeah, didn't she? Tried to ruin years. tried to ruin his career. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are certain actors. Uh, her not well, not really being an actor, but you know, um, you know, you're like, you're not from there. Stop it. We, we, I know we spoke about this off air, but you mentioned um, Hugh Laurie. Yeah. And I was thinking, um, oh, what's the Spider-Man guy? Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Like, I only realized he wasn't American, like, two months ago. Okay, well, that, go, that, that leads us into the, a natural segue into one of the questions I asked you. People who have gotten more famous or are more famous in America than in England or vice versa. Um, it wasn't until there was an interview that we, you know, because the first time I had ever heard of Tom Holland was when he showed up in, in Captain America Civil War as fighter. Mm-hmm. I, I know he had done stuff before that, and I maybe even seen him and stuff. But that's the first thing I remember. Yeah. So, like, when I found out he wasn't, like, a native New Yorker because his accent was so spot on, yeah, yeah. I was kind of shocked by it. And you're like, wait, what? Hold on. It kind of makes your head hurt a little <laughs> bit. But, you know, so um, are, there, are there people who, who have... And I know, uh, I think you told me once James Cord- uh, Corden is way more famous here. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's pretty equal still. Okay. I, he, right. was, he, was, he was very, very popular in the UK because he was on a sitcom called Gavin and Stacey for years. Okay, yeah. Um, but I would say equally as famous now with his, um, is it the Late Late Show he does? Yeah. Um, for a couple of years, so. I would say a bigger example is John Oliver. He's okay. the biggest example. So he was, I know him briefly as a comedian in the mid 2000s, not in terms of like a big name with his stand up, but he used to be on like panel shows with other comedians, okay. doing small bits, then just sort of disappeared. And then all of a sudden, his like video sound bites started appearing from his. Um, Oh, what's his talk show that he has? Oh, uh, is it last last week today or something? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
Well, I know he showed up on the Daily Show when John yeah. when John Stewart was still hosting, and yeah. I think that's how he ended up getting the his show. But I, I okay, so he he's one that just kind of came over here and got famous, like hugely famous, hugely. Um, although I think he was in Community before that, actually. I think, I think he did yeah. a couple episodes of Community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Craig Ferguson, another example. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't say unknown. Unknown to me, but I, I've looked. Apparently, he was quite big in the 80s as a comedian. But then oh. just his, his trajectory in America was just enormous. Like, he, he, I think his agent got him a, a part on uh, oh, Drew Carey. His show. Oh, that's where I first met him. Uh, not met him. I never met him. That's where I first came across him. Uh, yeah. Because I love the Drew Carey show. And so Craig Ferguson's always made me laugh. Uh, he wrote a book a couple years ago called, oh, what was it called? Something about proud to be, uh, he about becoming an American citizen, but it was more of his, his life like in Scotland uh, before <laughs> and like being a part of the punk scene. And like being like yeah. a holy musician and alcoholic and and then coming <laughs> over to America and basically cleaning up his life, you know. But yeah, all, all credit to him. Like he he got huge over there. Yeah. Well, he took over Craig Kilborn for the late show. And I, that's when he really I mean, that's I find Craig Ferguson to be really funny. He's got mm. dry, there are a lot of people who don't because I, I like that dry sense of humor. Um so yeah, I mean he it he was funny to me, but I know some people just they couldn't either get past the accent or that that dry, you know, I guess British sensibility, you know. Exactly. This self-deprecating uh like you know, the the the, the funniest butt of any joke is yourself. Right. For a lot of comedians. And yeah, I I have watched a couple of his clips to, to research. He is a funny guy. There's no doubt in that. He's a funny, funny comedian. Um there weren't many more, though, in terms of British okay. people. But Americans, now this depends if you know them or not, but Reginald D. Hunter is, is one that I was thinking of. Okay. He's a comedian. Okay. Not um, a name that rings a bell, but, you know. Well, that's a good start. because he, He's quite big over here, I'll tell you that. Um, and another comedian, Rich Hall, which I, I, I imagine is a much bigger um, name. He there. was much bigger in the 80s. Mm. Um, okay, Reginald D. Hunter. Let's see if I can find a picture of him. Oh. Yeah, I don't know that guy at all. Oh. In- interesting. <laughs> okay. Def- see, definitely want to check out. Yeah. Yeah, R- Rich Hall. Um, well, you know, just to give a shameless plug to another friend's podcast, a 80s flick flashback that I do an episode here or there with. Uh, mm. We just, I just did an episode with him on a movie called One Crazy Summer, um, mm. a John Cusack movie. And Rich Hall had a, a cameo, like to, I mean, barely said a, like more than two words, but like we, so we talked about him on that episode, which is funny because that was just a couple of days ago that we recorded that episode. So yeah, no, in the 80s, he was huge. Now, I don't think a lot of people would, you know, people my age or older will remember him. I don't think a lot of younger people uh, would, you know, even know who he is. No, that's a shame. Like, I think he's hilarious. I, I think his comedy is just perfect. Like, just quick, just witty, yeah. quick comedy. 
All right. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. There, there was one I missed actually. Um, a British band that I'm actually writing an article about them at the minute because they were pretty unknown here and then just got massive in America in the 80s called The Outfield. Okay. Yeah. So I think they had uh, a couple of like big, big hit singles. I, I know they had one hit and I'm trying to remember what it was. It was, um, oh God, I forgot the name. I just want to use your love tonight. Yes, that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that song got huge. Um, I if they have other songs, like they might be one of those bands that like, like a foreigner about twenty years ago had kind of a re- uh, like a renaissance where like their greatest hits album all of a sudden got super popular. And you're like okay. foreigner, what do they got? Like one song, and then you put their album on. You're like, okay, I know it, I know it, I know it. I know. <laughs> okay, apparently they were huge, and I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with, with the outfield, it was I think the album that that uh, that, that song's off, and the next one both got platinum. I'm sure. Okay. And then after a while, they they made their way back to the UK, thinking, "Oh, we're huge, you know, let's play a couple of shows." And I think they had to sort of make do with playing like small pubs and clubs because no one had heard of them. Oh um, well, that, now that you just kicked in a memory, um, I I have. Because of the job I have, I can't really listen to podcasts or, or like talk radio very much at work because mm-hmm. I work in a shop. And so it's just it gets too loud sometimes. Yeah. So with uh, with my either Apple podcast, Apple music or whatever, I'll just pick a band and sometimes I'll just get deep into it. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. so for a, a, a little bit ago, I was like, man, I used to love Bush. I'm going to re re-listen to a lot of their stuff. And and then I was like, whatever, you know, what, what's going Because then, oh, then they were like, they're coming through. At some point this summer, doing like a like an alternative rock monsters of whatever, and I'm like, well, that, it's a little too far away, and I just you know. But I was like, what you know, what happened with them? Because you know, and then I was reading on Wikipedia, and they were like, yeah, they were huge in the United States, but people in England were like, wait, who? Exactly. Yeah. And and he again, a British. Um, I don't know if I don't know if the band are British, but the singer definitely is. Um, Gavin Rossdale, yeah, and that yeah, they are completely unknown in the UK, like, which is surprising because in in the late nineties and mid to late nineties when they were putting out Razor Blade Suitcase and, and you know Sixteen Stone or whatever, like it was hmm. just like they were massive, like they yeah. ruled the airwaves in in my in my college days, and like to find out like where they're from, people are like, wait, who? Gavin, what now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of it must must be due to uh, he was married to Gwen Stefani for a while, wasn't he? But he, they were really famous. Like, they, I feel like him mar- marrying Gwen Stefani kind of ended the band for a while. Like, oh, I really? could I could be wrong, but I felt like when he was married to Gwen Stefani, Bush wasn't really doing anything. Like, ah, okay. Um, <laughs> You know, like they were they were really big, like both of those bands got big at the same time. And I'm sure they met each other or maybe even bored with each other. And that's where where they got together. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, to find that out, that was kind of like, wait, what? Like, how <laughs> how do you have that many hits and that many like gold albums or platinum albums? And like, you know, where you're from, people are like, eh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
But yeah, I couldn't think of any other other, other British. Like I say, there was a couple on the, the list I was researching that even I was just like, who is this person? All right. Um, so in, 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 it's not so much true anymore because with streaming, um, people just, we, we consume our, our entertainment differently. Uh, but in, in the 80s and even into the probably the late 90s, the only way you would see uh, British TV was on, we call it PBS. Okay. Um, yep. Which, Heard of it. Which, okay. Yep. Um, we uh, are like a lot like Comedy Central used to live off of, of just showing reruns of Absolutely Fabulous or Monty Python or whatever, <laughs> whatever cheap British show they could get and just run it into the ground um, <laughs> because they had to fill the time somewhere. Like they, you know, like we, we uh, now, now they've made all their money off of South Park and, and whatever. So they can kind of, they don't really have to show reruns of stuff anymore. But um so like it doesn't stop him it doesn't no. stop him it doesn't. <laughs> no but like the you know the 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 british shows that would make it over here like i had to depend on on my mom well she loved like masterpiece theater so like all the sherlock holmes and and uh, ah. all of the you know the murder mystery agatha christie and all yeah parts, yeah uh, miss marple and all that stuff so like we'd watch and you know she was really into no, keeping up appearances, I think. Yeah, yep. Yeah, a lot of it. And so I'm assuming that by the time we got it, it was already old. Uh, because if when did you say? Was, not 90s, did you well, say? Late, well, I remember <clears throat> it more because I was born in 78. So it would have been the late 80s where stuff like that would have been memorable enough for me to actually remember it. So, I mean, uh, some of it was 80s and then into the 90s. Um and like I said, not so much anymore because, you know, Hulu now gets it and, you know, you're getting the stuff like, yeah. you know, or HBO Max gets it. So, like, you're getting the stuff like either the same day it's airing over there or within pretty quickly. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying, well, Faulty Towers, I think, was 70s, if I yeah, remember rightly. Faulty, Faulty Towers was another one that I I, I mean, I, I my dad, I think, introduced me to Monty Python. If he didn't, I know a good friend of mine did. And my dad like fully encouraged it. So, <laughs> uh, Monty Python was really big. I mean, The Holy Grail is one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, timeless. If you ask me, like you can watch that now and find oh. all of it funny. Oh yeah, um, and also but- feel quite intelligent because it isn't comedy. That's like, here's the here's the joke and here's the punchline. Yeah, now laugh. It's right. just like. Wait, was there a joke? Like, did I miss? You know. Well, I mean, like that's what I I talk about, like with with some of my friends, like with uh with the parody humor. Like, go back and watch like Airplane, or oh my god, or, yeah, or something like that, and then you know realize the genius that Airplane was, and then try to watch the modern uh, equivalent of it with like Scary Movie or <laughs> you know whatever you know what, and it's just like you guys aren't being parody. Like you're just straight up redoing the scene and then just putting a dick in it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is funny t- to an extent, but come on. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know for me, like, you know, airplane is you don't get much smarter or much better. And then you, know, you just, I think you lose a lot of the nuance as we get further along the line. It's like, um, 
Leslie Nielsen is probably in that movie for like 10 minutes. But it is just an incredible oh yeah. Acting but, like every, every line that he that comes out of his mouth is is just the funniest line you've ever heard. So uh, but anyway, that kind of <laughs> got away yeah. from got away from me there. But what <laughs> um I know that you know when it comes to uh, America, our biggest import is our entertainment industry. So um, when it comes to the TV shows or the movie, like, well, movies are another industry, but like the T like, did you guys have like a, like a PBS equivalent or actually, can you kind of explain how the BBC system works or what, you know, like, do you guys even have that anymore or. Um, see, I think the difference is that when I was growing up watching TV, that American TV and sitcoms were already popular anyway. Okay. So things, I mean, I grew up in the nineties. So things like, uh, Fraser friends, Seinfeld, they were, they were all popular anyway. So we would get them. I mean, friends was everywhere anyway. There was no right, denying yeah. that. You still can't um, get away from that show. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of the BBC, though, um, it, it feels like it was a lot different in the 90s than it is now. Because in the 90s, they were really pioneers that creating new shows with the funniest or the best people they could find. Like, there was no... Like, an example is that there was a show called The, um, the Day to Day, which was like a spoof news show. And it was like the funniest writers the BBC could find, the funniest actors they could find. And it was like um, all these people t- took on these personas. Like there was Chris Morris who hosted it, who played himself like a over-the-top version of himself. Alan Partridge made his debut on that show. I don't know if he's made his way to the America at any point. I am aware of Alan Partridge in so much as that... Uh... Oh, who's the actor that plays him? Steve Coogan. Steve Coog. Um, yeah. He, because I, I'm, I'm, you know, he is kind of, Steve Coogan has become bigger in this country than Alan Partridge is, simply because, I mean, not to say that Steve Coogan is big by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean, mm. he, he's a bit actor in a lot of movies. And like, he's a, one of those, he's kind of, I feel like he's probably one of those, that guys like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he was doing an interview with Conan O'Brien, and they were talking mm. about Alan Partridge. So I was, I'm aware of it, but I've just never watched it. Well, that's the thing that Alan Partridge was born from this TV show. At okay. the time, he was just this this um, sports journalist, newsreader that just had like a small part in each episode, and it's sort of gone from. I mean. He still tours as Alan Partridge to this day, which is like, what is it, like 27 years later? Wow. Hey, if you got something that works, go with it, right? Exactly. Um, And then a couple of years later, the same cast and writers did a a new thing called Brass Eye, which I'm trying to think of an equivalent that you guys have, but it was some sort of like, like it was a, each episode was a feature on one, big topic in in the news so like one was all about drugs one was all about um, crime but the the catch was that it was like shot as like a super serious show but 
it was a okay. spoof. All but right. The best part about it was that they would convince real people, politicians, to campaign for this fake thing they've created for the show. <laughs> so there's one episode where they talk about this this drug that's been um, produced in like Eastern Europe or something, and it's like it's taken over and it's 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 killing people at this like super high rate. And the drug's called cake, and it's this massive yellow pill, like the size of a dinner plate. <laughs> and so they get this like politician to go on and campaign that oh, cake's terrible. You shouldn't have take cake. And he's holding this like this this cardboard like life size replica of this pill that's like bigger than his head. Deadpan serious expression to tell kids not to take cake, and it's just like it, just genius. Yeah, because he, he he believes that he's doing the right thing. <laughs> it, it sounds like kind of what the Daily Show was doing. Like mm. I never like after the Daily Show got really popular. And yeah. like, you know, was like equaling like the regular news and ratings or people like how they were still able to get politicians to go on or, <laughs> or regular people to go on and be like, you know, this exists, right? Like, you know who John Stewart is. Like, exactly. how are you still falling for it? It, it reminds me of um, Practical Joke, Impractical Jokers. Yes. Like, come on, it's like 28 seasons in and you still <laughs> you don't recognize these poor people in New York. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was, yeah, that was with, um, yeah. Well, I I know I didn't watch the second one, but the the Borat. I mean, like, you know, the first movie was so big mm. and everywhere. How did you not realize? Like, who? How did you not recognize him <laughs> for the second one? I mean, I know there was like 15 years in between the two, but still, like, yeah, like Borat's a, a, a cultural phenomenon at this point. Everyone knows him. Right. But yet they still found a bunch of people to fall for it. Like I get the first one because nobody knew who it was. Exactly. You no, know, but yeah. You know, the second um, one. But yeah, I just got sidetracked again, but you asked me about the BBC. Um, in terms of what it is now though, it, it just feels like, because what the BBC do is that they don't screen ads. Okay. So they, they, <clears throat> You, they get funding from what's called the TV license, which everyone pays. You have to pay if you own a TV. Okay. You can get around it in some way, but the rule is that if you're watching TV or if you're watching live streams anyway, even if it's not the BBC at all, you still pay this license, and then the BBC get all their funding from that. Okay. But they don't show ads, which is like, you know, it's people like that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> what's okay. happening recently though is that the government's tried to step in and say no you need to start funding for your own stuff you know yeah. we're going to cancel that you need to start funding your own projects kind of sounds like what they were what they've been doing to PBS over here recently you know like, oh was that similar yeah it's very I mean PB, I don't think PBS was ever quite to the level that the BBC was but I mean, they were, you know, well, the public broadcasting system. So, I mean, they tended to be much stay with a much more educational. But I mean, they, they did show a lot of, you know, Sherlock Holmes. So maybe not too always educational. But I mean, um, but yeah, no, recently they've been like a lot of funding has been pulled from them as well. Okay. So maybe this is where not truly under because over here we have Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS, 
everybody kind of runs their own net, you know, the cable networks all run their own stuff. Uh, yeah. straight streaming now is changing everything. So it's kind of hard to, to figure out what's happening, but you know, like if you go with the traditional model, so I've, I thought, and this is where, again, never having been to England myself, um, I was always under the impression that like BBC, BBC one or BBC, whatever was just the name of every one of your networks. Like, so you're saying like, it's not like, so there are other, there are other networks that existed or do exist. Yeah. Yeah. They, oh, okay. they, they exist. Um, BBC is obviously the biggest. Okay. Um, well, yeah, we, we've got um, s- smaller networks, but the, the thing is they, they have to advertise for funding. It's, it's as simple as that. Oh. Um, well. And you know, there's, there's, there's one called ITV, which is, I would say the second biggest sort of, and then obviously it goes down in terms of size, but, I mean, BBC, for instance, you've got BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three, BBC Four. Um, there's like at least seven BBC radio stations in See, terms of like is, the major ones. And this is where I got confused because this is all I would hear. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but now that you're saying ITV, I think I have seen that logo somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it is. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, so... I have now educated my audience. You, you've helped. This is now an educational program. I can, I can change. I can uh, add that to the title and, and uh, get me in some different categories. Uh, I mean, you teach me, and I teach you. Okay, that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, I do, I do think it's. Uh, and again, with streaming, the rules are definitely changing. Um, yeah. That that uh, you know, I don't know if it if it was all of of uh, the TV over there. But it seems like that you guys are a little bit more free or loose with with how with what what's allowed compared to what what you know. Um, I would say maybe 10, 15 years ago that would have been true, but I do think now that we're we're starting to see all the networks follow a sort of here's a list of boxes that you need to tick. And if you don't tick them, then we won't air the whatever you bring us sort of thing. Maybe it isn't as strict as that, but it it does feel that the ones that get greenlit the most are the ones that tick the most boxes and and follow the most rules, if that makes sense. And and again, it could be just, uh, you know, what they what tends to make it over the over the the ocean um, is the more you know, titillating of, of the, of whatever, you know, you guys have over there, um, <laughs> you know, and, and the, you know, well, like, I mean, HBO is obviously going out of its way to, to really just show whatever it feels like showing, um, <laughs> which is amazing. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you were watching the boys on Amazon or not. It, it's, it's on my list to watch. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Hopefully you're not easily offended or squeamish because that the boys is up there on the list of shows that like, I'm like, I don't know how you got this made. Like I really like, <laughs> like the last couple episodes in particular, like, it's just like, wow. Okay. All right. Then. I mean, I I'm enjoying it, but at the same time, it's like, wow. Like you could like, this is a show that never could have been made. And in any other time period, like you could not have made this back 
you know, even 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> um, well, going back onto to Brass Eye, so after, after the first run of episodes that they did, it was only six, a couple of years later, they did one final episode, like a special. And I won't give any details away what it's about, but the title of the episode is called Pedo Geddon. And I won't spoil any of it, but I will tell you that to this day is the it received the third highest amount of complaints of any TV show ever aired in, in the UK. And um, you can watch the entire episode for free on YouTube. You said this is called Brass Eye? Yeah. Okay. And I think it explains a lot of what my humor is all about, that I grew up on shows like this. And I urge anyone, like you say, that isn't squeamish or too... Okay. Oh, on, gonna, on things to, to give that a try because it is it does test you on I how far add, you think your your sense of humor can go. I will add it to my list. Um, um, oh, and, and then that actually closed my other list here. I needed to leave that open. Okay, all right. Um, well, I'm holding off on that one just in case. All right. Uh, so I was at. Back in February, I went to Phoenix. Uh, my grandfather, well, he was 101 when he passed away um, last year, year and a half ago. I don't know. He, it wasn't surprised. We weren't surprised. He was 101. Uh, but he lived in Phoenix, and I hadn't had a chance to go out and see the gravesite yet. Um, so my mom and I went out to Phoenix, and we just had a couple days. And it just so happened that while we were there, the Arizona Renaissance Fair was happening. And so I was walking, and I think I must have just done the episode of the bullpen with you guys, because I'm walking around hearing all of these ridiculous fake British accents. And I, I won't uh, trouble you with with uh, with my bad British accent. Oh, please, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm I'm walking around, and I'm just like, I mean, obviously, the like because because of the Big Bang Theory. Um, People go in all kinds of costumes now. So like Star Trek costumes. Um, I saw a bunch of people dressed in Doctor Who outfits for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, there was just a, a fair amount of just random menagerie. Of, 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 and I was I got to thinking, none of this happened, obviously, in Phoenix um, in particular. <laughs> um, but even even like like out, out east or, you know, in the East Coast, like, because I went, I mean, I used to go to the Renaissance Fair in Atlanta every year or mm -hmm. in the D.C. area I went. So, like, but I got to thinking, do you guys have Renaissance Fairs over there? Um, Not to the extent that you guys clearly do. I will um, say that. Um, We don't call them Renaissance Fairs. Okay. Which, which I, I sort of... Uh, found out today we, we they tend to just be sort of medieval reenactments okay All that right. sort of thing i think the idea is similar um i don't think we tend to dress up as much as you guys do either well all right some people dress up i don't i went in a t-shirt and a pair of shorts but See, every, every tv show i've ever watched that is i would i would say a, that about 25 to 30 percent of the people who go dress up in some costume okay mo most people just show up wearing whatever they felt like wearing that day and, and what are they is it about like a specific 
event or is it just like an excuse just to dress up? <laughs> I think it's just an excuse to dress up. And um, I mean, so like, and I don't even think like it's time period accurate at all because yeah. like it just the gamut of history that they're they're running through is ridiculous but i mean you got i go mainly because i just want giant turkey legs <laughs> uh, and pickles and and uh and to see some jousting <laughs> the, the best three things a man can want um i mean like there was a there, i mean and there's like comedy shows and and stunt shows and like there was a guy that does like crazy amounts of juggling like it, it you know you have basically like the people who used to be in the circus just mm. threw threw on a different outfit and went over there <laughs> um, yeah because they're using the same skills i mean you know exactly if you if you've decided to become a professional juggler you have a very limited box in where you're going to find employment <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not gonna you're not going to put a show on at the uh, the Battle of the Alamo reenactment, right. are you? That's, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, so I'm guessing you just travel the country doing Renaissance fairs and and you know whatever circus happens to be you know hiring for the weekend. Um, <laughs> but it, it just it dawned on me. I was like, this seems to be a uniquely American thing. Like I just I was curious about that, which is insane because when I looked it, a lot of the time you do celebrate events of like british history yes which is bizarre because we don't do that <laughs> so it's like do you want to be independent or don't we? what what is it um well you know you can't have your cake and eat it that's what i'm trying to say uh well but we like we sure like to think we do um <laughs> it it is it is a very bizarre mix of 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 weirdness that happens because like we have this and and like I said, like maybe when I was a kid, like I was like, ooh, but now as an adult and somebody who has been able to study history a little bit more, uh, I'm like, yeah, okay. So like this thing would have not been happening at the same time that this thing would have yeah. been happening. But I mean, it's just it's people like a lot of girls like to dress uh, we'll get to it in a second with Halloween, but I yeah. think it's just another excuse to throw in a costume and 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 just you know go you know entertain yourself and have fun. I mean it's 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 a slightly well depending on how you look at it, it's either a slightly nerdier comic con or a slightly less nerdier comic con. <laughs> I, I was about to say it's like the original um, cosplay event, isn't it? It's yeah. Like... Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that you know I don't know when Renaissance Fair started in this country. Um, I know like the one in Atlanta has a pretty permanent. Well, here and I've never made it to it. But there's there's one about an hour from here, or maybe a little less than an hour from here. That's a permanent, like it's every weekend between Memorial Day and Labor Day, mm -hmm. and so like they have just a, a permanent structure that they built out there in the middle of nowhere, okay. where you know for the weekends like you just go out and like because I'm always getting emails and they're like this is Pirate Weekend and this is Medieval Weekend and this is you know and it's like or this is the Pub Crawl Weekend or you know. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just yet another excuse. I mean, it's just another excuse for us to get together and drink, which apparently we will uh, just make up reasons to do. 
I mean, yeah, you, you already took St. Patrick's Day, so, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's another one that um, now is St. Patrick's Day celebrated the way we celebrate it here? I mean, I know that England and Ireland are two different places, but. In terms of the drinking, yes. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's the only reason. I could be wrong, but. Well, I mean, St. Patrick's Day in New York and Chicago is much bigger than St. Patrick's Day in the rest of the country. Uh, New York and Chicago have Uh, massive parades that shut down the city for the day. I mean, Chicago uh, drops a bunch of dye in the river and and turns the river green. That's awesome. Um, and, and, And they really try to celebrate whatever Irish heritage they claim that city has. Uh, but they will also turn around and celebrate their Italian. They 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 have a lot of you know Polish, Italian, Irish, Chicago. Just like most of the rest of the country, just whatever they can use to get a bunch of people together and <laughs> turn the alcohol on. Um, and I say, yeah, I'll drink to that all day long. And then all day long. I, I'm honestly surprised New York City doesn't have a parade every weekend based on the amount of parades that that place has but i mean here in milwaukee i mean well living when i lived in florida like saint patrick's day was just an excuse to go to the bar and instead of ordering budweiser you order you know Guinness, which i was going to order anyway because i don't like budweiser or back Mm. when i did drink i i preferred you know Guinness or bass anyway so you know (laughs) and it's i mean over here we we celebrate saint patrick's day much more than we celebrate St. George's Day, which is our, our saint. That's oh, the English okay. saint. And, and this is the thing, like, in, in Ireland, St. Patrick's Day is a holiday. In Scotland, St. Andrew is a holiday. St. David in Wales. But St. George in England isn't a holiday. So we kind of feel a bit shortchanged, actually. Yeah, I don't know if we have a saint in this country. no. Uh, uh... You've we got pro- things like um, like President's we, Day, though, haven't you? Yeah, we have President's Day. If we had a saint, we probably canceled it anyway. Um, <laughs> you tore down the statue. <laughs> oh, probably. Um, you know what? Actually, it, when when how many times have you been to this country? Uh, four. Okay. And is it generally for work, or are you just here for vacation? Or yeah, just just vacation. Okay, every, every time. Have you made it to any of our more historical sites? Not necessarily like Washington, D.C., but like I'm talking like uh, like Williamsburg or some places like that. Mm, no, um, I, I went to D.C. the first time I came, actually, for a couple okay. of days, which I, I really enjoyed, actually. And there's I don't think lot. I was there long enough. Yeah, there's a lot was... of really good stuff in D.C. D.C. will ruin museums for you. Yeah, yeah because, it did. because the smithsonian is so like all of them that you've got the air and space and then the natural history and the american history museum all right next to each other um they're so big and they're so packed and they're so clean and they're free which is the best thing about them yeah and, and it should be and it's one of the better zoos in the country the smithsonian oh, zoo nice. and and um and it's it's i mean they're so nice and then you come you're like like the Milwaukee Public Museum. It's a nice museum, but it's like 30 bucks to get in and it's not <laughs> as big. I mean, it's still clean, but it's like eh, I I just I'll yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you you've been spoiled forever. I I was I was and 
and you know my parents moving to D- the dc area when i was in college really like i'd go up there every summer so like i'd be like what am i gonna do today i'll go to the aerospace museum and just rather than like feel like you because you live there you're like i could spend all day just in this one museum and just come back tomorrow and do the other one like <laughs> i don't have to i don't I, i'm not it's not like i'm not coming back like i live right down the street i can come when it, you know so you could just exactly. spend all day there but um I just went to Colonial Williamsburg. Okay. Um, where it's it's at some point in the early 1900s, uh, Rockefeller started buying all the land back up and renovating it back to what it used, you know, what their best idea of what it used to look like. Okay. Um, in fact, they still have some buildings that they like one building in town. They are like, this is 85% of what it was in 17, whatever, which for okay. you is probably nothing. <laughs> Cause when I was in, when I was in Germany, I went to a town, I think it was called Bath, but they have a big uh, natural spring wall. Okay. Um, so like they had one and one was really green and one wasn't very green. And we were like, well, why is that? And they're like, Oh, well the other one burned down. Uh, that's the new one. Oh, when was that built? They're like, Oh, like 1350. how is that the new one that's older than my country (laughs) like when do you stop calling it the new one germany is is a freakish country for history it is insane how yeah Yeah. like i went to um there's there's a city in germany called cologne which in in the center of the city is this massive cathedral like this huge, huge beast of a thing that stands in the sit in the center, and it's the history is that when us and the and Germany were at war, bombing each other's country, we we blew that city to smithereens, and the only thing that stood standing was that cathedral that yeah. was built, like you say, in like like nearly a thousand years or whatever. It was like just this yeah. well, historical landmark. Um, Eddie Eddie Izzard. I don't, um, yep. he had, he had a whole bit about like touring Miami and he was like, okay. this, this is so old. It was built in 1945. <laughs> and he's like, what? How was that old? Like, Oh, <laughs> uh, in Europe, we've all got castles. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, my whole planting a flag, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is our country now, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so that, that's all, but. I, I did. I was thinking about you and Jamie when I was in Williamsburg because I was like, I would. It would be curious to be here with somebody from England to hear mm. them be like, "Yeah, this is what happened." And you guys are like, "What? Hold on now." <laughs> well, weirdly, I, I've got more. I'm more keen to to research American history than I am with with UK history. I, I do find it more fascinating for some reason, but. I mean, because obviously there's two sides to every story. So part of, of me want part of me wants to get like a British history book or or a, a British history like you know elementary high school history textbook to see how you guys write up your version of what happened in the, in the <laughs> with the Revolutionary War, um, or for that matter, what we call it the Revolutionary War. What do you guys call it? Uh. Ooh. Not sure which which one was that one. That the 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 one where we broke off, like the one where we were like we're our own country now. Uh, 
That's a good question, actually. I don't think we have a name for it because it was just was so insignificant. <laughs> so okay, bye bye. I mean, we have we have entire towns built to like celebrate it. I mean, if you go to Boston, like they have they Freedom Trail, like they're still obsessed oh, on it. But yeah. But um, okay. Uh, well, let's just let's switch gears entirely here then. Um, because I have no good way of, of going from Renaissance fairs and what we call wars. All right. I know the NFL uh goes over to London every year. Yeah. Um is like is that I've always assumed that it was more of an expat thing. Like that was like like the, the people who live in England and work there or just you know they moved there for whatever reason. They're like, even though I don't like these football teams, it's American football. I've I I'm gonna go see it because. And that's why the stadium was filled up. But I'm coming to realize that because they keep adding games. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys said something in one of your last episodes. Is NFL football, American football, is that being becoming a bigger thing in your country? Uh, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, you look at the crowds that go and it will always sell out. Every, every time there's a game, it will sell out 100%. That, that crowd will be full. And I think... It comes down to, I mean, more and more people are following the sport because more and more people can follow the sport because it's easily accessible now. Um, And it appeals to curious sports fans that for the first time ever have this chance to go to a game in their country. And even better if it's your team that you've adopted. Yeah. Because it's a a win-win then. You get to see your team play... um, and I would say that having it in London, people from London are more susceptible to new things, new ideas. And having this gigantic spectacle in their city, it's like, well, let's go. Let's check it out. And I think the reception has been positive. I, I think it's, it's, it's been good. I mean, if you're an NFL fan as well, it, it's perfect. Yeah. Well, I know yeah. that this is the first year that the Packers are coming to England. Okay, um, because the the green well Green Bay. I have no way of equ- equating this to anything for what you guys have, but Green Bay for a major professional sports city is the smallest of all cities. Like it is like if you like ranked like population wise um, of the city of every professional sport in the country. Okay, Green Green Bay is probably the last one. Really, it is. Wow. it's a tiny like it's not even like. I would say population-wise for Wisconsin, and I wish Justin was on right now to to back to, to correct me. Milwaukee, Madison, it's probably fifth or sixth on the list, like in the state. Like it's not even like a like it might it's it's probably top ten, but not by a lot. Like <laughs> so, um, I mean the the joke is like when the green when the football when the game is happening. The population of the town uh, is non-existent because they're all at the game. Like, it's just like if you wanted to rob the town, that would be the perfect time to do it because <laughs> everyone is at Lambo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're quite. Um, the Packers are, are quite. Uh, they and they're very. Of... They're very successful. I mean, yeah, they've got. Yeah. They've got four or five Super Bowls. I mean, they're like they're right behind. Well, they were right behind Pitt, Pittsburgh and San Francisco. Now they're behind Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and the New England Cheatriots. 
No. <laughs> oh, he's not bitter at all, is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, but I mean, yeah, for being a small market team, like they are very successful. I mean, granted, it helps when you have two back to back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So you spent the last probably 30 years with uh, with one of the best quarterbacks that's ever played as a <laughs> you know that, that that helps but um because they're so small they've always been able to argue that they don't have the revenue to give up a home game okay and then so the NFL added an extra game last year so instead of being a 16 game season it's now a 17 game season. oh wow okay so um the NFL went up oh, your arguments out the out the out the window. So um, so for the first time ever, the Packers are being forced to go out of the country and they are not happy about it. But Well, it's gonna they're going to do it anyway. Who are they playing? Have they I, announced it? They did announce it. And I don't remember. I, I and honestly, when, when, is, when is that scheduled to be then um, in the mid season? So season probably, hasn't started yet, though, has it? No, no. The NFL season doesn't start until like September. Okay. So I think training camp just started like last week or two weeks ago. Oh, well, yeah. I think when Super Bowl is February, isn't it? Yeah, Super Bowl is the, it used to be the first week of February, but because of the extra week, it's now, I think, the second week of February. Yeah. Which made a lot of people mad because it was like the day before Valentine's Day uh, <laughs> last oh, year. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of people were a little, uh, well, about 50% of the, the <laughs> population was pretty mad about it. <laughs> um but yeah so all right um and then baseball has only come over the one time that's correct yeah okay and that was because of the whole pandemic thing that we didn't that that mlb didn't come back over or did it just not do very well no i i would say the the same as the nfl reception it was good um and again it it sold out it it was it was a hot ticket Uh, the tickets were expensive though if I remember, it was wildly expensive. Although I, um, I, I could see it being harder to do baseball because of the travel. Well, not only that, it was, um, if I remember, it was, so they held it at a, a football stadium and sort of repurposed it as a baseball stadium in terms of the, the field, the size of the field and the shape of the field. But yeah. the dimensions weren't quite right. Okay, and so it meant that literally every third hit was a home run because the distance was shorter. Well, until I would say it's probably only been in the last twenty years, maybe twenty-five years, that dual-purpose stadiums in this country have gone away. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Um, because like the uh, like the Braves and the Falcons used to play in the same stadium. Yep. But then when the Olympics came through in the 90s, um, they built a stadium for the Braves. And so, and they maybe even did it before then. But I mean, it, it's only been in the last few decades that they've started. I think Oakland was like the last one that stopped using a multi-purpose, you know, location. They kind of okay. figured out like, one, we're making enough money. And two, like, this is hard. Like, <laughs> It's a nightmare. Like, I mean, I mean, we get we, we get stadiums that use rugby and football at the, at the same, sometimes the same week, and it's just you can tell like 
the, the, that pitch is a disgrace. It, you can't play a game, two different sports on the same pitch in a week. Yeah, I, but I'm, I'm guessing at least rugby and, and well, I mean, I, I will call it football, but soccer. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, at least they're playing on a somewhat similar dimension field. I mean, more it's in the case of like the the effects it has on yeah. the field, like a full but yeah. Oh rugby yeah, I mean, game. I'm guessing rugby is a lot more hard on the field with the scrums yeah. and yeah. But I mean, baseball, like it's it's a completely different like baseball's got the diamond and then the you know the shape to the outfield. Where football is, you Just know, American football. Yeah, I mean, American yeah. football and soccer. Like I think that a lot of I think MLS um, shares some stadiums with football still here. Um, because that that's an easier transition. Yeah. Um, that in MLS that just hasn't hit the popularity that the NFL has, obviously. Um, but uh, it seems like it's doing its thing, though. MLS it, I, last it, couple of years, yeah. It's found it's found its niche and it's doing okay. I mean, I just I don't know if it's ever going to quite hit the level of pop. I mean, and I say that, but you know, who knows? I mean. You know, 20 years ago, I would have told you that MLS would work, and now it, it seems to be doing all right. You know, mm. so I think I think with every every passing World Cup, more and more attention is on soccer in your country because the the US team tends to qualify, and and the, and the US women's team it seemed to win. The women's team has done a lot to bring attention to soccer in this country. I mean, yeah. winning almost every World Cup has helped. Yeah. Um, I think if we could just get a men's team that could not not even necessarily win it, but just make it further into the tournament than you know the knockout stage, yeah, or or the round robin stage, whatever. I can't. It's it's hard to remember exactly what because I know that like the beginning is the the group, the group, and then it goes into like the one you know the the, the it, yeah knockout yeah. stages. You know, uh, making it past the first knockout game, if if we've ever even made it to those games, you know, <laughs> would would go a long way. I know in 90, what, 96, 98, whenever it was that the World Cup was here in America. It, uh, it, 94. 94? Okay. I know it, it hit kind of a, not necessarily a fever pitch, but it was, it was, it, it definitely helped push it a lot to get it going and yeah. then having having somebody like Alexi Lawless and then obviously you know a couple years later when Mia Hamm did her thing and Brandy Chastain did her thing uh, yeah yeah you know that really brought a lot of, of attention to you know the game and you know I I don't uh, I don't get it but you know I'm also 44 so <laughs> you know <laughs> you know I'm sure I'm sure younger people who are now growing up with it you know understand it a lot more it, I remember um, one of the times I was in America sort of speaking to people about it. And one guy said to me that a kid growing up in America that wants to get into sports, they have, they say 20 years ago, there was a, a choice of four that you would get. So it was like American football, uh, baseball, hockey, basketball, like the big four sports, let's right. say. And it's like soccer was was never in that equation. Like a kid growing up in America wouldn't ever choose to be a soccer player. And then now that now that it's it's been on TV and you've had a World Cup held in your country and like people are starting to realize that oh I could grow up and do that. 
and be yeah. one of the first to, to sort of. And I, I would say, I mean, granted, it also depends on the part of the country you're growing up in that like if you were growing up down in Florida, um, soccer was probably always higher than hockey. Where if you're growing, oh, okay. where if you're growing up in Minnesota, hockey is going to be higher than than soccer, and that's more of the fact that you know, hockey is more prevalent the higher up you go. And of course, know, yeah, you know, yeah. in Florida, like there are two professional Florida hockey teams, and and now you can build hockey ranks wherever. But you know, hockey also, I think hockey is a lot like golf in that like you have to have a specialized place and specialized equipment soccer yeah. soccer is is uh you don't even really need a net you can just put some you know a couple things on the ground and say just kick it in between here i think yeah. that's why that's why soccer is as popular as it is or basketball is as popular as it is because it doesn't take a lot of specialized equipment or really as a kid a lot of skill like baseball hmm. takes a lot of skill yeah Football yeah. at a football at a higher level takes a lot of skill, but football just playing around in the yard, you know, tag or whatever is, you know. So I think that's why baseball has kind of waned in popularity a little bit in this country. Is that okay? You know, um, just to hit a hundred mile an hour fastball, it's the hardest thing to do in any professional sport. Like, you know, like anybody can kick a football. Now, kicking it successfully, yeah, <laughs> is one thing. But, you know, hitting a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, I mean, can I hit a goal? I could go out and hit a golf ball right now and probably drive it a good distance, not mm. in a straight line. And I wouldn't You could be, still hit it. But I could still hit it. I could, go yeah. play a, I could go play a round of golf with some people. I, you know, I'd be scoring in the hundreds when they're scoring in, you know, the 80s or 90s, you know. Or, but, you know, it put me in a Major League Baseball game and I'm just, you know, I'm gonna pee my pants because i'm seeing a 100 mile an hour fastball in real life <laughs> you know i can i can run around well i i say i could run around i could jog around uh, a little bit and play some soccer but you know you know but I, so i i definitely see obviously you know that's just pick up games in your yard i mean to play level on the level like for me, I've always said it, even though I don't really like uh, football. Um, I feel like the soccer players, the football players, the you know that version of mm -hmm. football, yep, have to be probably the best athletes of anybody, because you have to run for ninety straight minutes. Uh, yeah, I suppose I mean, you get a you get a couple seconds of a breather here or there, but I mean, there's not like baseball. There's a lot of standing around. You know, football, there's a couple minutes of standing around. Like, there's just, you know, with, with, with soccer, like, it's just constantly you're running back and forth. Like, so I feel like they're athletes-wise, they're probably, you know, the most in-shape or toned athlete. You don't see a lot of bigger guys in soccer. No. No, that's true. That, that's Yeah, that's that's a good, uh, good assessment. Although I will say, to argue that, that in NFL, like, you are taking a beating yeah every five ten minutes by guys as big as you like guys as big as trucks coming at you and and they are quick that's yes. that's you know they are and and it's seeing it on tv and seeing it in person are two entirely different things and then understanding that guys that are my size you know like i'm six one um and i weigh way too much but i'm i've lost 
close to 50 pounds recently. So nice. Um, nice. But, you know, guys that are big, as big, if not bigger than me, who can run like, you know, four, four forties. And it's like, I'm not even sure I could get off the line in 4.4. <laughs> and these guys are, are, you know, six, four, you know, 300 they're in, you know, they're, they're running you know, hundred yard dashes that, you know, would qualify them for the Olympics. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And then, and they're doing it in pads at each other. Yeah. Which, which again, like the, this argument that, that, that oh they they wear helmets and pads it's not, it's like yeah they have to or they would die yeah like they didn't wear them and people died so now they wear them well it's, I, somebody that. somebody said that that it was that being tackled is basically the equivalent of getting in a car crash at like twenty five or thirty five miles an hour hmm. like seventy times a game like. <laughs> <laughs> Who tested that? That's a I, painful, I, painful examination. Well, I'm sure they just they hooked some shock sensors up to the, <laughs> the football players, went out there, let them play, and then you know just went, okay, well that's what, yeah. But I mean, the level of what those guys hit each other. You're right. I mean, it's insane. They did just did just get Jeff the intern just to get in his car and drive at a wall seventy times. Well, how are you feeling, I, Jeff? Oh, that's that's how I test all my equipment. I get Jeff the intern to. <laughs> Customer said, "This is what happens. Go, go. I'm gonna. I'll stay over here. You go test it." <laughs> Jeff just in a full plaster cast, just like, oh, "Do not get paid enough for this." It's like, stop complaining, Jeff. Get on the wheel. You're the intern. You don't get paid at all. Shut up. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I. Uh, well, okay. Well, first. I think I'm going to put a stop here, but I want to hold on to you just for one second. Yeah, so, okay. um, cause I want to, I want to do the next part on a, a separate part of the recording just so we have it for later. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, I guess, well, I don't have a good way of ending it. I never do. Um, so I'll just say stupid never walks alone. 